All right, hello and welcome to the 69th episode of the Killing Time Podcast. My name is Arch Grieve and I'm your host, coming at you once again from Dayton, Ohio. And of course, the coronavirus pandemic is, is still going on, although people seem to be forgetting that now. So uh, it looks like we've got maybe a second wave coming and um, that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Today, though, um, we are going to kind of uh, ignore a lot of stuff that's going on in the news, uh, for better or for worse, and um, we are going to be uh, talking to my grandma and grandpa. Now, my grandma and grandpa Agner are a great couple. Uh, they're also pretty great grandparents. Grandma is an incredibly nice woman who would do anything uh, for her family and uh, just loves everybody uh, very much. Uh, uh, Grandpa, he's a really cool guy who knows how to do just about anything, and he taught me pretty much everything I know about woodworking, and he's had some interesting jobs over the year as well. So um, the big exciting news is that today my brother and I actually just closed on a home purchase together, um, although I should say our LLCs did that, and we are now the owners of the Ripley House down in uh, Ripley, Ohio, along the Ohio River. And pretty excited about that. We are renting it out as an Airbnb, and uh, my grandma and grandpa are the ones that we literally just today purchased from. So um, I'm excited to talk to them, so let's give them a call and see what's going on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. Well, so um, I, um, I I like to do the intro and then I call people, so I've already kind of introduced you guys. Um, but um, people don't know. I, I guess I didn't say you know what you know what you do now, which is that uh, you're both retired. But what? How's life different as a result of the pandemic for both of you? It's. Uh quite different. We don't see relatives uh, much. We don't see friends. We Traveling is limited. And, and we uh, don't get to shop much. We don't get to eat out much. So, although we, that's not a We've problem. We've been doing pretty good. We've been finding places that you can eat outside. Oh, good. Yeah. And shopping where they'll bring it to you. Curbside shopping. I kind of like that. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> Main, main thing is seeing friends and family. Right. Uh, that, that's very limited. Well, um, you did. You mentioned trips, and you guys are on a way, your way right now to uh, a trip, aren't you? For a long, kind of a, yeah, just like a two-day getaway, uh, sort of a local thing. Uh, however, uh, it's going to be modified because we're going to have to do some things a little different than we we're going to Amish country and staying in a country view in which is you know a, a, a very slow paced neat place but we're going to have to modify it and not really have breakfast with a group as you typically would at a bed breakfast but uh, we're still hoping to get away and at least do some uh, relaxing and, and uh riding around in the country and so forth. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yes. How far away yeah. is that 
do you have to go? It's, uh, it's near, it's above Mansfield, which is probably, what, 100 and, 150 miles. 150 miles, give or take. It's okay. Three, three, to, three and a half hours it's or about, something. About a three-hour trip, yes. All right. Well, um, I like to talk to people about, you know, what they do and everything, and, um, as I mentioned, I know you're both retired now, but um, could we talk maybe about your some of your jobs in the past? Sure. Also, sure. Um, yeah. I know, Grandpa, you were in the military at some point, and that's a part of your life I don't really actually know that much about. So I was wondering what that was like and how long you were in. Well, really, I really wasn't. I was in the Air National Guard, and the only time I had active duty was when I went to Texas for basic training, uh-huh. which was which was the Air Force basic training for I think two or three months, and then I had summer camp. So I really don't brag about that because it was kind of a draft doctor kind of thing. Uh, that's what I call it. Really, but, uh, it your grandma does agree with that terminology, but uh, you know. I was going to say joining uh, the military doesn't sound like draft dodging, but. Well. I, I was there if needed, okay? But uh, anyway, and I, and I shouldn't say draft dodging, but uh, back in those days, some people doing what, uh, going to the National Guard or Air National Guard, they were considered draft dodgers because there, people were drafted back then. That's probably sure before your time, of course. Right. People were drafted back then. It wasn't 100% voluntary military. And so you registered when you got to a certain age and then you were if, if you unless you were accepted for or excused for some reason uh, different reasons could be uh, you, would, you would be drafted into the military for two years active duty and then perhaps another four years reserve okay. so by getting into the Air National Guard I that didn't happen to me was there a particular... Uh, but, oh, sorry, yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, but if you do that and, or enlist or get into the reserves or something, you can decide which branch you want to go at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so. and there's always a chance of being activated, you know. Right. That was that gamble, as a lot of people are realizing now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, did you have a particular job within that? Yes, I was in uh, uh, communications, uh, which tracked with my, uh, I was with a phone company at that time, and so that was sort of a space, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, wire communications versus wireless or data, and the data wasn't even a hot item then, but uh, wire communications very much like my job, meaning telephones. Gotcha, yeah. Well, talk. Can you talk a little bit about that too? You, the phone company here. Uh, sure. We uh, I graduated in 1956 in May. Uh, right before graduation, uh, they said they were hurting for. I should say hurting, but they were recruiting uh, outside repair people and installers. And so a recruiter, personnel recruiter came around to high school, and my high school, uh, and he, he came to the uh, industrial arts department, and the industrial arts teacher recommended people to him, 
to interview, and uh, I was interviewed, and, and I started with a film company uh, two weeks after I, I graduated from high school. Oh, and, wow. I uh, didn't realize it was that young. I'm sorry? I, I didn't realize you were that young when you started there. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a bit, it was in 1956, which I'd have been 18 years old, and, uh, that was another reason I wasn't so crazy about going to uh, military because I had a, a good job. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, even though it wasn't college or wasn't a, you know it wasn't a formal education, but it was a good life and made a good living. Yeah. So um, there I went through uh, several different things. I worked as an outside repairman for uh, several years. Went to the uh, inside and worked. Uh, wasn't really a management but I worked in, in uh, what they called it, a signing where it was cable records and the like. I worked at that. Then I did some dispatching to the outside craftsman, and then after several years, then I, uh, uh, we, we approached the, uh, well, I first went to Springfield in the, in the 70s, and I was promoted to uh, a manager, uh, actually a system manager, first level of management. And, uh, and, and maintained that level then throughout the rest of my career. But I had several different jobs, uh, different uh, different segments, if you will, of the uh, the telephone industry. That's really cool. Until retired retired from there in 1986, 30 years later. Wow, very cool. Well, and Grandma, I know that um, you worked for the city because I remember visiting you uh, your office uh, at City yeah. Hall. Um, yeah. But I don't know that as about that as much, you know, now uh, as an, that I'm older. And then I, you had other jobs too, didn't you? Well, when I uh, when I got out of uh, graduated from high school, I went to Miami Jacobs uh, Business College in Dayton. Mm-hmm. And I uh, graduated from there, and then I uh, worked at the Dayton Journal-Herald newspaper uh, for about five years. Um, then what, I took... What did you do at the newspaper? Uh, well, I started out in the circulation department, and then I was promoted to a secretary to the circulation manager. So that's that's what I did most of the time. Gotcha. Um, Great, thank you. So, yeah, yeah. And you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I um, wanted to go back to work, or needed to, I guess, or something. And um, started, probably, probably needed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, started with the city of Xenia uh, and uh, retired from there after 30 years. Well, you forgot something. You but, worked at the sheriff's office. So, um, and during that time, I was deputized 
so I could serve a oh, uh, serve really? a, a warrant, or uh, I had to I had to accompany a deputy to take a lady to uh, Marysville Prison once. Uh -huh. <laughs> it wow, it was kind of interesting. So yeah, that would be. Yeah, I didn't realize you had been deputized. for the city like uh well because we have that in common now <laughs> i said because we have that in common now working for cities that's right we do mm. yeah um well i worked in the city manager's office and um it was interesting and i worked uh, with the um i did things also for the city commission uh mayor and city commissioners and, um, which, and they changed every few years. So you got to know a lot of people. I, I enjoyed working with all of them. It was kind of a fun, a fun job. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So. That's cool. There was uh, one commissioner, especially she enjoyed working with. <laughs> oh yeah. This young guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think I think it was your dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, um, did um, well, and so you've both been retired now for for a little while. How, how do you enjoy? I mean, you enjoy retired life. Yes, I do very much. Yeah, we did. We both retired on my sixty-third birthday. 62nd birthday in the year 2000, the same day that there was a, the first Dragons baseball game at the stadium. Oh, wow. And, and we went on our, our retirement day, we went to the first game that was held at the uh, Dayton Dragons uh, Fifth Third Field. Oh, that's cool. So. I didn't realize that. So that's been a while. Yeah. They've been around for a while. April 28, 9, 8, April 28, 2000, that was uh, the retirement date. So I've actually uh, been retired. You know, I retired from the phone company in 86. I've been retired from my phone company longer than I worked there. Wow. Uh, your, your grandma's probably approaching that, maybe. I don't know. When well, you, uh, yeah. Sorry. 20 years. Been retired 20 years wow. this year. Congratulations to both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I I forgot to mention too, Grandpa. You you worked. Uh, I know that you and Dad worked together at Eastway, and that was after you retired from the phone company, right? Right. After retired in '86, I worked for uh, a local contractor, Matthews Construction, for a couple of years. Uh, actually doing carpentry work and trim work and so forth, and, which I enjoyed. And uh, then uh, I was referred to Eastway Mental Health Agency. Uh, they had an opening for a property and support services manager. And so I went there and worked there for another 11 years. And that's where I retired from in 2000. So, uh, yes. 
Well, so when? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that that was. I, gonna, I didn't really go there to, with the intention of working that long, but uh, that was sort of an inter- interesting thing as well. That uh, your dad, uh, you know, he worked there as an intern, but he's going to UD. And uh, actually, the way I knew about the job that was open was they had called your dad see if he was interested in that job and it wasn't exactly what he was looking for but he referred me to him. oh okay and, and so then i got that job and then later uh he got a was hired as a director vice president director uh he was actually my boss for uh a while while <laughs> he was there yeah what so, that seems like it would be strange uh having your son-in-law as your boss Yes and no. It did seem strange. Uh, the strangest part, probably, people kind of thought that maybe I was getting favors, perhaps, uh, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, even though he was my boss, uh, the CEO and I were—I don't want to say we were close—but he had a, a special interest in, in property kinds of things, an interest in things, so. A lot of my direction came directly from uh, Stan Eichenauer, the president of, of Eastway. But but your dad was actually my boss, and then, you know it was. It seemed strange, yes, but it was not a problem. That's good. Not a problem at all. Well, and is it um, where? At what point do you? Because. I always tell people you, it seems, know how to do everything, whether it's like engines or working on houses or construct like construction stuff or and all the phone stuff you did. And um, <laughs> I, what do you attribute that to? Because it seems like you have a uncanny ability to just know how to fix stuff. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 I don't yeah. know if that's totally true, but you know, I started out. Uh, before school, I farmed. I I drove a tractor when I was much longer younger than I probably should have been. Uh, I went to school. I was instead of being interested in English and, and the like, I was more interested in industrial arts, vocational agriculture, uh, and it, it just came easy for me, and, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, so you know, to the what they called back then metal shop and wood shop. Uh, I did both of those, and at the metal shop, one of the things was to tear an engine down and put it back together. And, uh, and we did that as the two of us did that as a team, and we put it back together, and I ran. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm talking about an old car engine. Right. Uh, and then, of course, going to the film company, you work with your hands. Uh, it's and then. Uh, well, that's right. I worked for my father-in-law. It wasn't my father-in-law at the time. Uh, it was a builder, and I learned a lot from him. Uh, I learned a lot from Jerry Matthews, who I worked for. Uh, but a lot of it really goes back to Mr. Hicks, my father-in-law, working for him a little bit uh, uh, part-time, I guess it was, uh, when he was the builder. Right, okay. Uh, and, it, and it just came easy for me, and, uh, and, and I enjoyed that kind of thing. So, and get, when you get to be 82 years old, you know, you've been exposed to a lot of things. So, sure. you know, that, that, that don't hurt any anything either. Right. So, so. Well, you brought up uh, 
grandpa or great grandpa Hicks, um, uh, your your dad, grandma, and um, yes. I wonder, could you talk about him uh, and and grandma Hicks a little bit? Because it seems like they've between them, they've had I don't know how many different jobs and did, did a whole lot of different things. <laughs> teachers. Uh, Mom used to teach in a one-room schoolhouse um, with uh, like eight grades and uh, she used to ride a horse to work uh, or to school I understand with uh, and one of her sisters on the back with her Um, but that was before she uh, was married I think. She might have been just going to school then but anyway and Dad was um, a teacher also, and I think he was a principal of a small school of one kind. And then during the war, when the war started, uh, he went to uh, Michigan and worked in a bomber plant. I think it was in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti, Michigan. So we moved up there for uh, a few years. And then after from the war, Kentucky, right? Pardon? Coming from Kentucky, right? Yes, coming should from say, Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, right. And um, so then after the war, um, he would drive going to uh, uh, Michigan from Kentucky and so forth, back and forth. He would drive to Xenia. Uh, and he saw land there and he liked it, liked the area. And so when the, the war was over, he bought the land along with one of my uncles and uh, started building the houses. So. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So, family partnerships run in the family, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ask her how she did in the first grade, Arch. Okay. How, how did you do in the first grade? First grade? Well, I was there for a couple weeks and then they put me in the second grade because. When mom taught school, I would go with her, and of course I learned, and you didn't have to know nearly as much in the first grade 80 years ago as you do now. Um, you know, I could, I could write some, and I could, I knew my alphabet, and I could count, I could do everything that they were going to teach me in the first grade, so I sort of skipped the first grade. Oh, wow. I never knew that. That's cool. <laughs> I definitely never skipped any grades. <laughs> Probably couldn't even do that today, but uh, having your mother for the teacher didn't hurt anything either. Right. So, but I'm sure she deserved it. If, uh, mm-hmm. Not saying that it was... Not saying she didn't deserve it. Well, and Grandpa, you uh, um, mentioned... Uh, well, we were talking about... Uh, woodworking a little bit and um, I, I kind of for a while picked up that hobby from you I'm hoping to start it up again but what's been your recent most recent project that you've been working on uh, I've made a couple tables in fact one table that uh, went to our place down at Ripley uh, a trestle type kitchen table uh, I made a, an end table and I, I just did a little bit of tinkering with this and that. I did some uh, plain supports and uh, got them ready for your mother to. She's going to do some painting on them for some some uh, decoration out on her patio. No, uh, cool. no major projects projects recently, 
but uh, probably the biggest one I've done most recent is that table. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, uh, add, well, thank you, thank you. You know, I might add to that. You know, uh, I know you're not asking me this question, but uh, the there used to be a show on Norm Abrams' New Yankee Workshop. Yeah, and you were you were talking about you know doing this, knowing how to do this and that, and, and that was probably one of my favorite shows. Yeah, and I I learned a lot as far as techniques and methods from Norm Abrams on that show, and I really appreciate. I don't know if you know who Mike Rowe is or not. Yeah. Uh, the Dirty Jobs guy. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, he and Norm Abrams do a piece once in a while that I really appreciate, especially given my background as far as education. They do a piece that you may or may not have seen, and they talk about the importance of young people getting into the trades. Yeah. And how much of a shortage there is and how much there is a need there is for the trades uh, in all trades, not just not just uh, woodworking, but all trades. Right. Uh, that there's so much emphasis put on formal education. They're certainly not not saying that's not necessary because it is, but both kinds are needed today. Mm-hmm. There always have been. Uh, you, you know, if it wasn't for the trades, we wouldn't have cars and houses and right. so forth. Well, at the same time. If you didn't have people who had formal education to do teaching and uh, be, you know, upper management, if you will, and, 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 and do things that, that takes more skills, if you will, not skills, but uh, smart skills, if you will, to do other things. So we just need a good balance. And I always, I appreciate that piece that uh, Mike Rowe and uh, Norm Abrams uh does or mm-hmm. have done. I don't know if they still do it or not. So, but yeah. uh, that show was a great show, and I I learned a lot from it. So. I yeah, I enjoy watching that one. I think you're right about the trades too. Um, that's something that um, I a lot of our I would encourage a lot of our students to check those out as well. Um, and I when I taught economics, I would always say. Um, I would always have them try to envision the kind of job that they actually wanted to get and then figure out, you know, what's it likely to pay and everything. And a lot of the kids doing research like that would figure out that there were a lot of trade jobs that they wanted exactly. that they didn't realize. So. Yeah. Well, you know, your mom could speak to that as well, you know, teaching at the vocational school or career right. center. Uh, you know, that, uh, <clears throat> It just, there's all kinds, we need all kinds, and uh, so, yep. so much for that. Well, so, um, I mentioned in the intro that um, we were pretty excited today because we actually closed on a purchase from, from you two, and um, the uh, the Ripley house, uh, it's, you know, you, you two have owned it for, I don't know, what, about 30-some years, uh, I think maybe 33 because it's a, a year yes less than i am maybe that you guys owned it i think it's about 33 yes right give or take a year can you describe the uh the property for the listeners C- certainly uh it's in a in ripley near ripley ohio uh which is a quiet 
somewhat slow-paced, rural community. Uh, and, you know, it's just a neat place to go visit. But the house itself is uh, sitting uh, along the river. Uh, it's not along, it's along the river, but across the road from the river where you can sit on the deck and, and uh, watch the, uh, you can watch barges. You can watch the railroad across the river. You can look at the hills of Kentucky. Uh, it's, it's just a, a great place to, uh, to set and enjoy. In addition to the house that, that has a deck all the way across the front uh, and around the side, uh, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, and adjacent to it is 22 plus acres that's a uh, wooded hillside. And the backside of the acreage is a a creek that uh, has running water in it most of the time. Drought time, it's not, it may not be running, but uh, just a little creek uh, and uh, a lot of uh, wildlife, turkeys, deer, a few squirrels, a rabbit now and then, and so forth. It's uh, just a nice, slow-paced, rural getaway. Uh, well, that's a we great... enjoyed a lot for those those thirty seven years, and hopefully you and your brother enjoy it for another thirty seven or so years. Right. Well, and the nice thing too is now that you guys will be we'll be able to keep it in the family, and uh, you guys can keep enjoying it too. So. Um... Well, you know that's one thing. I, yeah, that was one thing I left out. You know, we had a buyer for it earlier, and they chose not to go through with it, and uh, we were disappointed. But then we were excited when you and your brother decided to get it. That uh, not that we're going to take advantage of you, but uh, hopefully we can visit it now and then, and uh, still visit. They're still uh, down there now from time to time, but uh, but it's not occupied otherwise. Absolutely, you're always welcome there. So for sure. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Well, um, I you were talking about wildlife. And I think the last time I was there, I saw more wildlife than I have in a long time. I saw, uh, not the last time I was there, this was probably a couple months ago now, I guess, but I saw a, um, a fox, and then I'm pretty sure that I saw a bobcat. Oh, okay. Um, a little, I, I think they're the smaller ones, right? I, I think. I'm not sure that I've ever seen a bobcat, to be honest. It was pretty neat. I've never seen one there either. And I've never seen yeah. one in the wild, for sure. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen a lot of deer, a lot of turkey, uh, a coon now and then. Uh, but, uh, and there's also, down the road, not very far, and I think we see them occasionally coming up our direction, but there's an eagle's nest. Oh, yeah, there. I've heard been, that. It's been active for a number of years. Mm. And, uh, you know... Uh, not sure how familiar you are with eagles, but they uh, they fish, and mm. uh, you'll see them either setting along or frying them, flying along the river. And uh, we're we're pretty sure we've seen some down our way, probably looking to uh, to get lunch or to feed the young, whichever. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't seen those yet. I need to make a make sure I see that next time I get down there. Yeah. Also, I, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know if the what do they call the little eaglets, I eaglets. think. I don't know if they're still in the nest or not, but... Uh, Last time we were by this, not too long ago, it didn't look like there was, it was occupied right now, so... 
Gotcha. They may still be around. Well, so if... I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say they, you know, they come back to the same nest year after year after year. Oh, yeah. In fact, we've seen down there, they've built a new nest, the same very, very close vicinity, built a new nest in a different uh, tree. Oh, cool. So, uh, they like the area, apparently. Well, there's a lot of birds. Down around the water department, water... Oh, okay, cool. Brown County Water. There's a lot of land there, so. Well, speaking of birds, I've gotten into bird watching, and it's a great place to do that, too. You guys get a lot of different birds at your feeder. I saw tufted titmouse and Carolina chickadees, and I saw pileated woodpecker and all these all these different birds. Um, a lot more than that, but uh, they were really cool. Yeah, it is kind of neat. There's quite a variety down there. It is neat, yes. But you know... I was disappointed that uh, we put a bat house up several years ago. As far as I know, it's never been occupied. Oh, yeah. I did but, see uh, a bat, but I didn't see him coming out of the house or anything. No. no we've never seen him come out of the house. But I, I think I've seen him, especially at night there before as well. But, uh, uh, well, so uh, yeah. for people who are thinking about going down, because obviously we're, uh, <laughs> we've, we've turned it into a... Airbnb and um, you know the um, one of the things I'm hoping people will do is is go down and just be able to relax but also maybe do some things around there what, what are some of your favorite things to do down in the area well we enjoy uh, just going down the road a few miles towards Cincinnati and uh, there's a ferry there that runs across the Ohio goes across the Ohio River to Augusta, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And uh, that is a really pretty uh, little river town, and it's uh, George Clooney's hometown. Yeah. His mother has a shop there, uh, and it's just a, a really... What? Nick Clooney, too. Yeah, and, well, Nick and, uh, Nick and uh, Nina still live there. That's George's mom and dad, and... Um, it's just a real pretty town. They've got nice little shops and places to eat. And uh, so we enjoy that very much. And then we like to go the other direction um, and cross the river to uh, um, Maysville, Kentucky. Uh-huh. They have a lot of uh, nice places to eat there, too. And uh, just whatever you need, you can find there easily. Then you can go on up to... Uh, um, up to um, Amish country, they have a Adams County. Am, Adams County. They have uh, an Amish country section. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, um, I'll have to do that next time I go. I haven't. I didn't realize. Yes. That. Yeah. There's um, Miller's. Miller's have a. They have a bakery. They have um, a bulk food store. And uh, it's just it's just a pretty area to drive around and sightsee and yeah, uh, a, gi- a gigantic store of Amish made furniture. Oh, cool! Very high high quality, very nice furniture. Yeah, they do a really good job. <laughs> nice price too, but it, it is quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you want to go for a drive, you can go on over uh, back to going toward by Maysville again. Um, down 68 a little bit to um, uh, Stone Lake uh, State Park. 
Kentucky in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, they have a lodge there, and they have a nice buffet. I don't know if they're serving buffet now, but uh, it's a good place to go eat and a pretty drive. And, um, it's a state park. Yeah, yeah okay. It's a state park, so um, there's, you know, a lot of things around there. It's, I was telling a friend, in fact, it's a gentleman that mows a grass for us. I was telling him that you and some of your friends went up to the uh, the winery up off the 68. Yeah. And I was inquired because there was a time there was a winery in that same region, but they had a, their processing took place down in Ripley. Yeah. And I was asking him about that, and he said, yeah, but he... He was telling me he drove by there, and it doesn't. He don't. It looks like it's not there anymore. Oh, really? Okay. But he, but he did tell me if you go to Augusta and take Route 19 out of Augusta, Kentucky, that there's a winery over there. Oh, cool. Uh, he said he says it's pretty popular. So uh, sometime if you decide to make a trip to Augusta, yeah, uh, Route 19. I don't know why I remember that. I couldn't remember that, but I do. Yeah, uh, he said it's not too far out of Augusta. Okay, but apparently, apparently the one that's uh, was in Ripley must not. Uh, it was for sale at one time, and apparently, I don't yeah. know what happened. I remember but that. The, the saddest part is there was a place called Moyers up toward uh, Manchester, which would be east of there. Uh, Moyers Winery and Restaurant. It was. Uh, very nice place, a, a, a upper scaler quality restaurant. And, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it burned several here a couple of years ago. I did hear about uh, that. Burned to the yeah. ground. You remember going there, don't you? I do. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, for Mindy's birthday. Right. Yeah, so. Well, there was a place downtown. I was sad that they closed. Was rockin' Was it Rockin' Robin? Yeah, Rockin' yes. Robin's ice cream shop. Yeah, we're sad about that, too. <laughs> yeah. Although I was glad to see that Cohart's was still open, the river house there. Yes. yes. They yes. have really good ribs, and I got some of those one night while we were there. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, they're very good. Good, aren't they? Oh, yeah. She has a secret recipe for her sauce, so. Okay. Well, that's pretty are, are good. You familiar with the, are you huh? familiar with the secret recipe? No. Or how it came, where it came about, there was a... Uh, uh, well, he's still living, I think. Yeah, he's That's still living. In clear. fact, he lives a couple doors or three from the house that you bought, just bought. A uh, man named Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark. Oh, cool. he, de he developed barbecue sauce, and we have bought it before, and it's the sauce that you... His recipe is the sauce that you get on the ribs that you get at the River House. Oh, okay. Now, he, he made it there at his home, and you could buy it with a quarter, pint, or gallon, whatever. Interesting. Uh, it's, understand, we understand, it's our understanding that he gave Roberta, the, the, uh, the owner of uh, the River House, the recipe, so she makes it now. And you can buy, you can buy it from her by the... You know, pint, probably. pint probably, pint or quart, I suppose, now. But anyhow, Mr. Clark, uh, we've met him before. He's He doesn't get around well. He's getting up in the years, and he... Uh, He's a very interesting very, gentleman. Very interesting fellow. He lives in one of the mobile homes just two or three doors down from you. 
Okay, we'll have so, to meet him someday. So, uh, if you, if Wayne, Wayne recognizes his house, there's a, a smoker setting outside and kind of uh, down toward Long, not too far off the road. If you, okay. if you see that, that's, that's Mr. Clark's place. Well, sounds like a good person to know. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, um, so I, I usually like to ask people if they have any, uh, you know, because one of the themes of the show is killing time during the uh, pandemic. So have have you been uh, uh, reading or watching or listening to anything in particular that you would recommend people check out? Uh, nothing real. Nothing too too much different. Just, you know, been eating too much <laughs> yeah me too well. yeah and, and, and honestly uh there's been a good bit going on including you know as you know the uh, the the activities to get the house ready to sell and to uh right do the do the necessary paperwork it actually hasn't been too boring probably in the last month or so yeah so and prior to that we were pretty busy on uh uh, on a uh, project to uh, some paperwork for another issue with the property, which has been resolved. But uh, we spent a lot of time doing that, or I did anyway. So we actually haven't been too bored at this point. Well, I hope so you have now, some time to now relax. That we don't have to deal with or have to go to the house and look after anything or do it, what have you. Uh-huh. We may need some. We need yeah, some. We may need something now. More okay. Right. Well, you can you can catch up on some of these podcasts. Maybe you can check those out. That's, yeah, there you go. that sounds good. Uh, well, yeah, we need to we need to learn how how, how to access that. I okay. Uh, I, I I knew what a podcast was. I didn't know how it related to you. So, well, they let anybody have one. So okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, do you have uh, any advice for people on how to make it through the pandemic? Grocery shopping, which we appreciate. Oh, okay, so get mom to do our grocery shopping. That's a good advice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. And we just easy to forget I've found but yeah. we pretty much uh, uh, try to do it all the time when you know when we go into a store or what have you right yeah so, that's good advice too well, I, I know some don't believe that or say you know as, I think most people do though and most people I think believe in the the, the uh, social distancing right but I, I think we need to do that because there's already a little bit of hint that numbers are starting to go the wrong way yeah. in some places. So Unfortunately. Uh, we, we don't need that ever again. I agree. Um, 
All right. Well, uh, thank you both for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. Well, okay. thank you. Thank you. For having us on your podcast. Absolutely. Uh, I'm glad that, that your uh, closing your house went well, and yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Yep, I'm looking yeah, forward to going there next week already. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. And people should go down and just relax and enjoy it. Yes, thank you. Hopefully they will. I hope so, too. We got our first first booking today. I forgot to tell you. Oh, is that right? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Is it soon or? End of July. Yeah. There was like a a group that wanted to go down and, uh, you know, have like a little retreat. So, yeah. Yeah. Where, how uh, how long are they going to be there? Do you know? I think just a few days. Okay. So, well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. You know something that uh, we can't go into it now because I don't have the details. But do you recall? You know, this may be something good to refer to your people who do the booking, depending on what their activities are. Uh, am I going the right way? Uh, going towards Columbus, is that what you want? Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you remember going past a place up the road called, uh, it's an activity center. It's a new driveway you see from the road, and it's at that place sets back off the road maybe a quarter of a mile. Okay. Uh, you might pay, we'll, we'll talk about that more later, but it may be something good to let your, your uh, guests know about in case they need a, uh, a place for a, a get-together. So it's, it's oh, like yeah. a, a hall. It's brand new, very oh, nice-looking place. I think, was it called The Venue? I think it was called The Venue, maybe. I think I did see that. Yes, yes, oh, yes. going down on yeah. 68, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, it might be good if you have an opportunity. It's only, it don't take but a minute. But uh, we drove back there and looked at it, and it's very nice looking from the outside. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll have to drop some business cards off there, too. We got some business cards made to, you know, like, leave different places down there. And I yeah. I yeah. joined the uh, the Brown County Chamber of Commerce so that our okay, place yeah. would be listed on their lodging. There were only, like, 12 places listed on their website for lodging, so... Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, sounds sound like you're doing all the right things. Well, we'll see. Let's hope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right, well, thanks again. All right. Take care. You too. Talk to you both later. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. All right. That was my grandma and grandpa, Agner, and uh was fun talking with them. And uh, as you can see, we're... Um, you know, pretty pretty excited about that that property staying in the family. So um, it's a really cool place, and uh, if you're interested in checking it out, um, just you know, search on Facebook for uh, Ripley River House, and um, that's Rip- Ripley River House, and uh, you can find the Facebook page for it. And I've got all the pictures of the property and everything, and a link to the Airbnb so you can book it. Um, it's very relaxing. I just put a hammock up there. And, um, just really, you know, I actually read a 
physical book for the first time in years. I've been listening to them on podcasts, but I can relax there enough that I can actually read a book. So um, I definitely would recommend it if you're looking to get away from, you know, from uh, everything for a little while. It's uh, it's a great place to retreat to. So thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, um, please maybe give me a, a like or a follow on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher. And leave a review if you enjoyed it and uh, let other people know about it. Thanks again. And until next time, take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.